When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, thanks for shining up the silverware with us this morning. Ben Davis and Corey Parker off the bench for Patton Heels, and we are coming to you live this morning from Newmarket McDonald's ahead of McHappy Day tomorrow. But I tell you what, it's a fairly McHappy Day today. Around the country, Corey, we've woken up to the news mm. that Australia are into their eighth World Cup Cricket One Day Final. Yeah, morning, Benny. Morning to everyone out there. If you're in the area, drop in and say good day. New market McDonald's for McHappy Day, but you're spot on. I mean, what about the news overnight? There was a couple of little shaky moments there for the Aussies, but they got the job done against uh, the South Africans and are off to their eighth final. Can you believe it? Eighth final against the red hot, the red hot. Uh, India side that have not lost a game yet. We will be talking through that throughout the morning. We'd love to get your take on it. Did you stay up for it, Corey, knowing that Look, you had must, to be here well, at 3am conf- to get ready for the show? <laughs> I must confess, I, I didn't stay up for the entire game, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I lasted, I saw the South African innings yes. and went, right, well, I've got to be professional about this because we are on air, but it, it was an absolute ripping start to uh, Australia's uh, bowling attack. Uh, we had the thought of rain or the, the prospect yeah of rain coming in. That held off for a little while. Lost the toss. It was like, oh no, doom and gloom. Pat mm. Cummins said, well, I would have batted first too. Uh, let's hope it moves around a bit. And in that first over, Mitchell Stark struck. Yeah, they were, they were really fast out the blocks and they needed to be. I mean, nine runs off the first 49 balls. You, you talk about, you know, some of the... Well, the, the Australian quicks have not stood up, well, you know, resp- yeah. For not this tournament, yeah. no, for you're not right. not this tournament. I mean, say that, you know, respectively, but... Um, uh, they stood up when it counted in the semi-final against uh, South Africans. Uh, they got the job done, which is incredible news for the Australians who go on to, what is it, 130,000 seat stadium? Yeah, at Muhammad Abad, yes. That's the, and, but not, not when it comes to cricket. Yeah, so well, it, does hold, side, yeah, yeah. it does but, hold 130,000, but when the cricket configuration is, it's, it's still 100,000 plus. Like you're 115, so yeah, that's going to be the cauldron of all cauldrons uh, come Sunday. A big show lined up for you mm. today. We are doing it all thanks to Burbank Homes, the builder you trust, bank on Burbank Homes, and of course, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Uh, Imagine to be bold. Uh, we, yes, we are talking cricket. We'll be uh, having uh, Dick Johnson swing by. I oh, know this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, right in my it. wheelhouse. Dick Johnson's going to swing by and talk all things uh, supercars. Obviously, the last round next week uh, uh, in Adelaide, and there's plenty to unfold still there to come, whether it's Brody Kostecki or whether it's SVG. So we'll get uh, Dick Johnson's take on that. Um, also, we, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, not only the V8s, but uh, the Formula One, Vegas. That, oh, is, that is a show in in itself. There is sport and then there's the F1s in Vegas. No one does it better than the F1. Obviously money's no issue over there. I think they've put in close to a billion dollars to get that up and running. So um, 
if you're looking for a spectacle over the weekend, tune into that one. Yeah, some of the drivers aren't happy, including the three-time world champ, Max Verstappen. He's <laughs> never happy, Max. <laughs> he's, no, no. He's, he's a, a cranky individual. Would he be the last bloke you invite to a barbecue? Well, he's either the first or, or he's not coming at all. <laughs> uh, F1's supercars, uh, MBL, but it is mainly about the cricket today. Let's run through these numbers, Corey. Um, Three-wicket win by Australia over South Africa. And you've got to remember, the South Africans have been their bogey team over the last uh, little while. I think from the last 18 encounters, Australia had only won three. So odds against Australia. Well, it's saying that South Africans, they, they couldn't win a final. No. They haven't won a final for a long time. So they had that little hoodoo hanging over their head too. Yeah, um, their fourth semi-final in World Cups that mm. have never made a grand mm. final or the decider, exactly. Um, Hazelwood and Stark, after losing the toss, uh, reluctantly bowling, we wouldn't think about it. They were on fire. Um, f- let me have a look here. Four for 24 mm. they had South Africa. Uh, the key wicket of Decock going very cheaply and early as well. Um, Hazelwood uh, finished with two for eight off eight overs. Pretty fair. Yeah, two for 18 off eight overs. Mitchell Stark, three for 34. But when you bust it down in the power plays, in mm. fact, actually, when, when the, the two big quicks had a spell, yep. um, 13 overs had been bowled. South Africa, four for 32. Stark had two for 18. Hazelwood, even uh, more miserly, two for 12. The first four wickets, here they are. Stark to complete the first over. Bowls and Bavuva enters and he's caught. Australia gets the skipper for a duck. And Mitch Stark strikes in the first over. It is a dream start for Australia. And for South Africa, the early wobble. They're one for one and Stark is on the board. Hazelwood bowls. Big shot up in the air from Decock. Down the ground. It carries. And oh. caught. Cummins brought back. Got under it. Tumbles as he takes the catch. The sky ball hung forever. And Australia's captain clings on. Decock is gone for three. Hazelwood strikes. And it's two for eight. He's up to him now. And bowls in the air. And caught. Brilliantly caught by Water at backward point. Trying to drive away on the offside. South Africa lose a third. And it's Markram out for ten. Vanderdussen back on strike. Hazelwood bowls. Vanderdussen edging. Gone. South Africa four down. Steve Smith with a simple catch at second slip. And the Australians are on fire here at Eden Gardens. Four for 24. Oh, outstanding stuff. Outstanding mm. call as well. Um, Jared, uh, uh, Jared and uh, Flem calling mm. that action. They'd be tucking themselves into bed. Actually, I don't know whether they would be tucking themselves into bed. It was such an exciting no, finish no, too after be that start. Dead set tucking themselves into bed. <laughs> yeah. Pulling an all-nighter, Corey, just on that. Ooh. When was the last time you did For a sporting event. And... and Maybe playing or yeah, watching. Well, <laughs> this very venue we're in here at the moment has been uh, has been known for an all nighter from my affair. Anyway, coming uh, after a, a season, uh, uh, it was the end of season, yeah. and uh, we'd pulled an all nighter, yeah. and we actually came through this very drive through in a maxi cab before we headed back to the uh, the Broncos headquarters. So there you go. 
There, well, I reckon you wouldn't be the first or last to be doing that. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. If you'd love to join in the conversation, it is the biggest conversation in sport in this state right now. But, uh, Corey, after that start for Australia, it got a little bit hectic because mm. the, the South Africans rallied. Um, it wasn't until Travis Head was throwing the ball, an unlikely, uh, an unlikely I, I guess, exponent of, uh, of pulling wickets out when needed. Yep. We know he can do it, but he is our opening batsman, one of our most destructive. But when he got the ball, uh, he got a he, he, he broke through, um, mm. broke a, a near 100-run stand, uh, getting a class and gave him a nice little send-off along the way. And in fact, Travis Head on a hat-trick at one mm. stage. So he's, he's, picked up, um, he's picked up the figures of two for 21, Travis, and then he went in and got it done with the bat. His start was electric. Hard to unpack all of that. Um, yeah, very... Uh I had Hoff sitting next to me in the sheds and uh, didn't move for the last couple of hours. So, tense finish, amazing game. Um, like I said, hard to unpack it all. Bit hard to unpack it all from watching, but he got us off to a flying start. Uh, 62 off 48. But it, it started to it started to get a little bit tense mm. in the middle part when all of a sudden we were well we were flying after a great start by by Travis Head and and David Warner but Mitch Marsh and Glenn Maxwell our, our most destructive yeah. batsmen both coming back into yep. this game and a duck and one it's not, uh, it's not ideal, in. It? he bowls to Mitch Marsh who plays up his lead he's caught magnificently at cover Van der Dessen flying through the air to his left pulls it in and Mitch Marsh goes for noughts. Australia suddenly is two down with 61 on the boards. Mm. Two for 61. Okay. Yeah, but it's 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 the way it happens. I mean, you send your big guns out there and you want to get off to a flying start with the bat. Mm. And they go nought and one, particularly Maxwell. Even Marsh, who's been terrific. Uh, Maxwell, who his last start for Australia was something that we've never seen before. Exactly. So he was obviously one of their big scalps, and you're going naught and one, and then you're sort of thinking, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So the, the, the thought process from the player's point of view start to think, well, we need to rely on our team here. We need, to, we need some individuals to stand up that haven't stood up as such, and we've talked about the quicks and what they were able to do, and now it's somebody else's turn with the bat. Well, well that's, that's a really good point. Coming into, I mean, you've been part of teams that are, yeah. that are, are laden with, with marquee players, yep. with superstars, and, and if one of them has a quiet game, is taken out or doesn't fire, is that how good a sign of that is it of a team well, that someone else could just come what in? What it does do is it instills that belief that yeah we don't need our yes to win big games you need your best players obviously but if they aren't where they need to be well someone else can stand up and do the job and that was certainly the case for Australia last night and they needed to if they didn't do that we don't march on into the final mm. and you know you probably look back at it and you go well you know. Yeah, March, uh, March was no good, Maxwell out for, you know, and you have this different opinion, but for everyone else to stand up, it was terrific for Australia and instills that confidence now, which they already have. I mean, what's that, eight in a row yeah. for the Australians going into the final? So um, it should be a uh, really interesting one. Uh, Lee on the text line, thank you. Not a fan of Mitch Marsh. What were you doing in the middle? Because it was not cricket. That dismissal was nothing <laughs> short of stupendous. Shame Mitchell. There we go. Lee firing off early. Yeah, good critic. 
criticism when you're sitting on the couch. I love it. <laughs> Pushing off the back <laughs> yeah. fence early, Lee. Opening up the shoulders. But look, in saying that, and I know Vanessa's standing by for a news uh, hit. We'll get to Vanessa very shortly. But when Maxwell went out for one, so two for 61, painting yeah. the picture. If yeah. you're just waking up this morning, two for 61, we're okay after well, seven overs, just mm. quietly, two for 61. But by the 23rd over, mm-hmm. Maxwell goes for one, yeah. and we're five for 137. The brakes had been applied. That middle order is still one that's under the microscope. Uh, microscope. And Marnus and Steve Smith, as much as, you know, Steve Smith, 30 off 62. Mm. Marnus, 18 off 31. Valuable runs. But again, well, when you're flying... Very and all of a sudden the- valuable, but there was nothing... You know, for, for Smith, he was controlled, but you would like to go on quicker. Uh, there would have been some times, you know, in, in, you know, mentally for the team where they were thinking, okay, they would have had one eye on, you know, what's the run rate, what's you know, how many balls left, etc. Trying to get the job done, trying to stay focused. Uh, but yeah, Travis Head. Travis Head, exactly. Travis Head uh, was the uh, man of the match after his two wickets and after his 62 off 48 flying. Corey Parker has confidence in this team. The Australians should have confidence after that win. They're coming up against the might and power of India. Do you have confidence that this team can go all the way? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. We are broadcast, broadcasting live this morning from McDonald's Newmarket. Come in and say good day. The drive through has been pumping all morning. Mm. The tradies coming through getting their breakfast, which is great stuff. Um, uh, hash browns have been restocked, Corey, after you've attacked them very early on. Um, they knew I was coming. <laughs> so come on down, say good day. Uh, all head of McHappy Day tomorrow, the 18th of November and it's a very good morning who's back in the studio Vanessa hello hello good morning guys well starting our news wrap today with a big story we have been following all week with new laws passing federal parliament overnight which does impose those strict new visa conditions on criminals released from indefinite detention it was a very late night sitting of parliament that saw the bill fast tracked and the conditions include ankle tracking devices curfews they'll be banned from taking part in organ activities that involve children and also can't go within 150 metres of a school or daycare centre. The contention is that the monitoring will come in at a cost of about $180,000 a month to taxpayers, but the government says it's all about community safety. Now, snap poll, guys, who's a dog owner here? Yep. Yeah, the, the kids would want us to be, but not just yet. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> Queenslanders need to know, if you own a dangerous dog, you do have to be aware of some new changes. New laws have passed state parliament. Five dangerous dog breeds have now been banned. There's also increased fines for irresponsible owners and even um, at the introduction of up to three years in jail if your oh, dog kills or seriously injures someone. That's After a spate of incidents involving young children earlier in the year with a a couple of dog attacks, as well as, remember that terrible story of the fatal attack on a metre reader at Greenbank. So the government's wasted no time in introducing those changes. And last... Two little poodles might be okay. Oh, look, poodles, I think, are not on the dangerous list, so you're okay. (laughs) I'm okay with my beagle as well. He'll just um, sniff anyone to death. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Beagles and poodles. 
poodle. See, I'm looking at Corey Parker now very yeah. differently. And Vanessa, yeah. a beagle. Because I, uh, I think your dog, your pet, says a lot about a person. Okay. I've, I've always said, Benny, a tough man doesn't need a tough dog. All right. There you go. <laughs> so what does a beagle say about I, you, Vanessa? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch up uh, again soon. Vanessa, thank you. Vanessa Gibson in the newsroom. Uh, look at the time. It is getting away from us. 18 minutes past six already. Because we are flying, coming to you live from McDonald's at Newmarket. Come in and say good day. Yeah, there are plenty of hash browns, McMuffins, coffee on order as well. It's all ahead of McHappy Day, which is tomorrow, Saturday the 18th. $2 from every Big Mac sold will go towards Ronald McDonald's house charities. But in Las Vegas, they are going ballistic. It is the Las Vegas Grand Prix, mm. the first one in four decades, and they have spent plenty, Corey, on this. North of, well, actually, just under a billion dollars. This is unbelievable. And who was not happy about this? Max Verstappen, the three-time... Well, he's world never team. happy, Max. That's just how he goes about his business. <laughs> Unless he's winning races, he's never happy. Why isn't he happy? Let's get the lowdown on this. Let's go to our Formula One expert here on SEN. He's the co-host of Gridwalk, SEN's F1 show, Cam Vanderdunga. Cam, very good morning to you. Vegas, I bet you you can't wait. Uh, good morning, boys. Well, I can't wait because I actually get to watch it at a normal time here in Australia. Um, <laughs> if I'm not at the event, normally I've got to get up very early in the morning, like we saw with some of the other America's races. But uh, we've got the race starting at 5 p.m. Sorry, uh, yeah, 5 p.m. on Sunday night, qualifying at 7 p.m. Couldn't ask for much more as a Formula One fan. Yeah, now you're allowing for daylight saving there when you're talking to us here, so it's an hour earlier for that us, is, isn't it? That is Australian <laughs> Eastern Daylight Savings time. Uh, the challenges <laughs> I have is on our show, Gridwalk, we actually go out over the entire SEN network into New Zealand as well. So I try and use uh, a central time because everyone's used to it. It's not me being a, an Easterner or a, a Mexican, as the, 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 the uh, New South Welshman like to call me. I'm based down in Melbourne, but yeah, uh, that is Australian Eastern Daylight Saving time. But Regardless of the hour difference there, I mean, that's, that's a great time to watch Formula One. It will be prime time here in Australia. Yeah, unbelievable. Cam, some of the, well, it's the most anticipated race for a long period of time in terms of the, of the you know, F1 and the Grand Prix. But there's some challenges that you just touched on there. Some challenges for the drivers and the cars. The temperatures uh, are going to be very different to what we've seen uh, you know, in different, different times throughout the season. And also long straights, so super, super fast speeds, uh, upwards of 315 to 320, which then probably brings other teams into the equation. Someone like the Mercedes, who are very quick, in a straight line? It's going to pose a lot of challenges, this race. They're racing into midnight, so they're not used to racing that late at night. They had to do some systems checks back in Singapore to see if they could actually work. Uh, their computers would go over the midnight shift into the next day. Um, temperatures, oh, you're wow. right, it's going to be about 7 degrees ambient yep. temperature. We don't see anything near that. So the mm. question marks we've got over the Pirelli tyres are, are they going to be able to get them into a pressure window? And are they able to get the temperature into them? There's some, there's some whispers around that they may even have to weave on the straights at times to try and put some temperature back into those tyres. A brand new track, and you're right, this could really throw up the surprise results. See, when I first heard about the cold temperatures, I thought, oh, brilliant, because that's good for the engine, right? You, 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 oh, it's you all can, about tyre, but It's all about tyres, I know. And, uh, you know, if these guys don't have grip, particularly Max, they will make 
make it known that they're not happy. Cam, okay, we'll get into Max in just a second. But, yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing you were talking about. Great timing for us, but, but not for them. Qual- qualifying on Friday, local time for them, yep. midnight. Mm. Midnight. And, and I didn't even think of the race computers tripping over to the next day and, and timing. And the race actually starts Saturday night in Vegas at 10 o'clock mm. local time. Uh, these, I mean, that's normally party time for these drivers. <laughs> well, it used to be party time for the drivers. Uh, although, having said that, they are known to, uh, I think, after Carlos Science won in Singapore, uh, I've got a few videos on my phone from some mates that he was out at Amber Lounge that night, one of the big party venues at some of the major Grand Prix rounds. But, uh, no, they're absolute professionals. These guys are almost like a combination between endurance runners and gymnasts and it boxes with their necks and you throw in a little bit of jockeys because they've got to keep their weight down as well. They are incredible athletes. And uh, look, they'll be fine as drivers, but it is back to that point. Yes, it's going to be great for speed in terms of that cold air in means more power. But again, I'll come back to that tyre life. The the reality is it's not so much tyre life like we saw in some of the the hotter um, zones. It's whether or not you can get temperature in Temperature means grip. If you've got no grip on a street circuit, which is a brand new street circuit, Corey Parker, you're a motorsport man. You know that is actually quite treacherous. It'll almost be like driving around in the wet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, particularly being a street circuit, being with the lines and etc. That's not to say. Uh, let's hope that the weather stays right. No, I don't haven't seen the forecast of the weather. But just if you're just talking about temperatures and tyre pressures, that poses one question. Throw a little, sprinkle a little bit of moisture on there, it could oh, be yeah. completely different. But um, Cam, our very own Oscar, you know, in his debut season, has been terrific sitting inside the top 10. Do you give him any hope going into this one? I, I definitely do. McLaren are an incredible package. Since they've made mm. their upgrades, that car is genuinely the second best car on the grid. Oscar has pushed Lando uh, a lot more than I think Lando expected. Probably yep. um, better than the team anticipated as well. So he's ninth in the championship. He won't go any better as a result of the next two races. He's yep. he's alone in ninth. He could lose ninth to, to Lance Stroll, but the chances of that are minimal. He'll be going for um, a podium. He'll be aiming and for a race win. Uh, but Oscar is the real deal. This is in his rookie season. I mean, it's incredible to think that yeah. this is the first year he's sat in a competitive Formula One car as a driver and he's inside the top 10 in the championship. Outstanding stuff. We are listening to Cam Van Dunga. He's our F1 expert here on SEN, the host of Gridwalk. It's our own F1 show. Sunday afternoon is going to be huge. You can hear uh, Cam and Carl Reindler as well calling uh, part of all that action. And then we roll straight into the Cricket World Cup. It's going to be an epic Sunday afternoon here on SENQ. Cam, let, let, let's, let's talk about the theatre of also what we're seeing. That's <laughs> what we're, we, we've spoken about on track. Off it, uh, Max Verstappen. Not, not happy. Uh, 99% show. 1% sport. I'm all about the racing. I don't have a lot of emotions, to be honest about this. I want to focus on the performance side. I don't like the things Honestly. around it. Max, what is he? He's, he's such a party. He's such like, a honestly, stick in the mud. This is he? a guy that has dominated the sport yep. over the last few years. He's got the, the, the title sewn up again. Why wouldn't you just roll into town and enjoy what is about to unfold? Like, why, why whinge about it? Boys, you've got to understand, if you look at my surname, I've got a Dutch background as well. My father was born in Utrecht. So I understand where this is actually probably more cultural than anything else. The Dutch as a people are extremely blunt. They, if you ask them a question, they'll tell you exactly what they think. They're not going to yeah. give any of the sugarcoating or anything else. What Max Verstappen is really saying, if you take away how he said it, 
is I just want to go racing, guys. Yeah. All the rest of it is a carnival, and I'm not oh. really into the carnival. I just want to go racing. The reality oh is, you know, the big media out there just want to say, um, oh, no, you've got to get involved. Well, not everyone has to get involved. We've got, we've got Dan Ricardo who absolutely loves the party. Well, this is true. I might have to look at my last name, Cam, in Parker. There might be some Dutch in there. I'm pretty blunt at times. <laughs> <laughs> calls it, calls he, calls it as he sees it. Um, and this is coming from a place. This is coming from, I mean, Amsterdam, right? Amsterdam in the, in the, in in your oh. country. There's that's the party central, right? And but no, I know there are some places where this is part of it. But let's say it's not in my interest. Yeah. Max Verstappen, come on, Max, uh, get and, on board. Actually, one thing that will be firing up Cam is the sphere. Well, that never turns off, does it? So they'll be racing around that, and and. Oh, I read with interest that they're actually banning some particular colours mm. going on the sphere as to not to distract the drivers. Oh, that'd be the least of their problem, yeah. some of the colours on the sphere, I reckon. No, it's, it's, actually, it's actually a critical component. Um, a lot of trackside marshals aren't allowed to wear certain colours as well. So when you're a driver, and, and I've raced cars as a youngster in Australia's state and national level back in the day, and uh, Corey, you've been around it, what, what a driver is conditioned to see is colour. Red flag means stop this session. Yellow flag means um, that there's an incident in this corner and you cannot overtake. So drivers, you're, you're doing 300-odd kilometres an hour. You, your elbow's out against some of the other best drivers in the world. Colours out of a corner of the eye are a data input. And if the sphere is running different colours, it can interrupt that uh, decision-making process. So completely understandable. But, guys, yeah. you talked about a billion dollars off the top of this they've spent. This is the mm. first time that Formula One, in its current guise, since Bernie Eccleston took over the sport, is both the organiser of the event and the local promoter of the event. They have well and truly put their money where their mouth is. First time they've ever seen it. Normally they partner with a local promoter like we have in Australia, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. This is a big gamble. And it's funny they're doing that in Las Vegas. But it's a big gamble for <laughs> Formula One. A lot of money and a lot of risk. Sin City is going to deliver, I reckon. It's already capturing our imagination here. Cam, thank you, mate. Thank you for the update, and we will uh, look forward to hearing your dulcet tones Sunday afternoon. Cosa, those colours, so yellow, mm. red, and mm. blue, they're, they're not on the sphere. What's left? Well, there's plenty more colours. Green? Think, yeah, well, there's lots. Yeah, but, but what? Don't say orange, because that's kind of yellow and red. Well, we're not going down this path, are we? Well, pink is kind of reddish. Yeah. It doesn't leave much, Come does on. it? There'll be plenty of things going on on the sphere. But, I mean, what an afternoon Sunday. Like, take, take it easy over the weekend, Benny, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. Because Sunday night you go F1 in Vegas straight into World Cup final Australia versus India. It, it, it is... Monday could be a slow day. I was about to say productivity <laughs> could be low. Coza, let's talk some racing because it heads to the Sunshine Coast this weekend here in Queensland. Let's bring in Chris Nelson. Chris, a very good morning to you. Um, uh, Sunny Coast Malulabar Cup Day. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Good morning, Corey. Uh, tomorrow is kickoff point for the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. We've got uh, a couple of months of uh, really, really good racing, and of course, it all culminates on Magic Millions Day at the Gold Coast in mid-January. But yeah, as you mentioned, tomorrow is the Malula Bar Cup and the Swiss Ace Plate at the Sunshine Coast. So we haven't had any rain there all week. We just need to uh, cross our fingers and hope that uh, we get rain everywhere else tonight, but not the uh, racetrack at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, who are you liking in the in the cup? Well, it's a, it's a pretty open race. So I think number 11, Ocean Treaty, has got a really good chance. Uh, trained by Steve O'Day and Matt Poistead. Uh, she's a mare that 
she seems to run her best races second up, and she is second up tomorrow. No doubt this race would have been the target. Uh, her first up run a couple of weeks ago, she ran a nice third. That would have just uh, helped her fitness levels. I think she should be ready to go tomorrow. But it's the sort of race that you'd want to back, uh, if you're having a bet, uh, you want to back one each way because it is fairly open. So we'll go with her, Ocean Treaty, each way. Ocean Treaty paying, uh, look at this, about $6 at the moment, Chris, which it's a yeah. nice little one. And I see Corey scribbling them down too, which is fan, <laughs> um, fantastic. Uh, what else has taken your fancy uh, this for, for tomorrow, Chris? For tomorrow? Look, I, I think mm. there's some, some value there in race number six. Uh, our leading trainer, Tony Gollan, has got a couple of uh, really smart horses here in Mass Destruction and Freedom Rally, particularly Freedom Rally, who uh, is quite promising, but draws a poor gate. I just thought mass destruction from the good gate uh, was good value at around double figures. So something each way, race six, number eight, mass destruction. He does race well fresh. I won't mind a bit of rain. So if it does rain, that will only suit mass destruction more. Uh, the Swiss Ace Plate, one of the features, race nine, number one, Prince of Boom. He's an absolute flyer. Uh, his barrier trial the other week was, was very good. He led and he went to the line under a stranglehold. The jockey had a lot left in the tank there. He won that quite well, and he won first up last prep, beating Rothfire. So he's all the rage there, race nine, number one. So I think if you stick with those three guys, you won't be too far away. Fantastic, mate. We have jotted them down, and we'll put them up on the socials uh, as well. Geez, beating Rothfire, you're going all right. Chris, you have a good weekend. Yes. Really appreciate it. Chris Nelson there, Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland's racing today. Chances are you are about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. While it's Mick Happy Day tomorrow, it's a big day as well for the Brisbane Bullets. Uh, the Armoury will be locked and loaded. They are taking on the Wildcats. They're expecting a near sellout crowd. And are we expecting a comeback? Well, let's find out because the man on the line, he's been on the sidelines for a couple of weeks uh, with that hamstring injury. Let's have a look and see how he's going. Shannon Scott, a very good morning to you, mate. How is the hammy? Are you going to be right for tomorrow? Good morning, man. Um, yeah, so, I mean, as of right now, that's the plan. I got a few more, few more things to, te- to check off right now, but, I mean, Hopefully all that goes well and I can get on the court tomorrow. Fantastic. So what, what is it you need to check off? Is it, a, like, is it a running test? Is it strength? What do you need to what do you need to, what hoops do you need to jump through? Yeah, just a few more strength tests. Um, make sure how it feels right after getting fatigued. Um, obviously the hamstring is something you don't want to really take a risk with. Um, but yeah, I mean just a couple of a couple of quick things. I gotta make sure everything just goes well though. But I mean I'm I'm almost back there, honestly. Um looking forward to getting back on the court with the guys and honestly just getting back playing good basketball. Nice. Yeah, Shannon, it's it's a huge month of basketball coming up for you guys. You've got the Wildcats, Taipans, Hawks, and then, you know, the currently at the moment, the number one team, Melbourne United. How important is that month, particularly trying to stay in touch with the with the top teams? Yeah, I mean, th- this league is, is so competitive. Um, obviously, you know, when you, you can win two games in a row, I mean, the top of the league, or you can lose two games in a row, I mean, the bottom of the league. So you definitely got to go each and every game and, um, you can't. You got to play every game to win. You can't take any game for granted, and uh, just understand that there's, there's such a small room for, for error in this league. But um, yeah, I man, I think it's going to be a good month for us, getting everybody back on the court together. I don't think we ever had a time where the full team was together, so I'm looking forward to making that happen. 
Uh, the Wildcats, uh, they played last night in Perth up against Cairns and they have started to find their mojo. I know you ran into them uh, a couple of weeks ago over in Perth, got the job done there, fantastic. Now they've got the road trip. So a tough game last night against the Taipans and then they're jumping on a plane today to come and play you tomorrow. Are you hoping that that travel is going to, uh, well, fall in your favour, let's say? Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly hoping they get a, a, a couple of delays and tickets get messed up and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they, they've been playing some great basketball lately. Uh, the team that we played a few weeks ago is definitely not the same team we'll be playing tomorrow. So we got to understand that. They've been on a roll. They've been feeling good. Uh, so we have to come out there, switch up our game plan a little bit, but be ready to play, though. You've had an amazing career, mate. You've been in Greece and Venezuela, Lithuania, Lith- Lithuania, Germany. Now you're here in Brisbane. The heat at the moment is uh, ridiculous. How are you finding that at the moment? Uh, yeah, I just had to go buy a new fan for my, my, my place <laughs> a couple of days ago. And it's definitely, it's definitely a different feeling, you know, being here during um, the summer coming up. I'm usually in basketball season. It's my, usually my winter, so packing big coats and being ready for the snow and all that. So definitely being out here, having to stay hydrated a little bit more now because of all the, all the heat. But I mean, um, playing in cans last year got me ready for a lot of, a lot of humidity and heat though. So I mean, honestly, yeah. this and this feels great for me. Uh, well, just on that, I'm having a look at the temperatures right now. It's about to click over 27 degrees, but it feels like 30. 27 at 7.30 30 in the morning. morning, exactly, in yeah. the humidity. So let's hope that drains them too. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what I'm you... learning you got you have to keep these windows closed at night now. I mean, that the humidity and that sun comes up pretty early here. So, I mean, I'm definitely realizing you've got to be ready to prepare for that. Shannon, have you fitted into the Brisbane culture and, and, and not, not only just uh, with the team, but uh, th- this city, this lifestyle? What, what, do you, what do you do away from the court? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm definitely, I've definitely loved the city. Uh, obviously, coming from Kansas, a, a lot smaller of a city. Um, so being able to do more, more things around the city all the time. Um, I'm big on like trying out new restaurants and all that. So, I mean, I've just been just enjoying just the, the overall atmosphere of the city. Uh, it's something that Obviously, I had my, my partner come out here, and she said she wants to live out here now. But um, just enjoying this whole this whole atmosphere, the people around us, uh, the support we get. Obviously, like I said, playing in different countries years before, just everybody speaking English to me also helps a lot. So um, just just enjoying everything out here. I bet it does. And I'll tell you something else that helps a lot is your presence on the court for Nathan Sobe. Uh, he was, uh, for a long time in Brisbane, he was almost a, a one-man band. But your presence has helped unlock uh, his full potential. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Justin did a great job of getting guys that um, that understand how to play, play the game the right way, and knowing the type of talent that uh, Nathan has. I mean, he's a, a great player, great scorer, great overall just athlete and all that. So, I mean, we understand how he can be effective and how we can help him do things on the court where he doesn't have to do too much and put himself in a position to, to mess up or anything like that. So, I mean, I think I, I got a pretty good understanding on how he plays the game and how I can play off him and just keep him going. Uh, outstanding. And you'll need to be doing that too against the Wildcats tomorrow night. Um, only, uh, only a win separates you both on the ladder. So it's, uh, it's going to be uh, an important game to, to keep in touch, to keep uh, in touch with the, the, the top teams. But I guess the big thing that the Bullets need to do, which they haven't done over the last couple of weeks, is closing out games. Uh, the, the last two games mm. both should have been Ws, uh, big leads, but then we're real back in. Yeah, I mean, we, we know we're right here. Um, honestly, we can't try not to dwell on it, but obviously you got to, and this way you got to find a way to win the game you can win. Um, so 
you go back to the drawing board, look at some film, try to find a little mistakes, little errors that you can you can fix and uh, improve on. But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough when you when you have a chance to win games and you don't pull them off. But I think um, our overall spirits are pretty high, and we understand what we're gonna do to win these games. So when we get to that situation again, we should be pretty good and uh, find a way to win. Mate, fantastic stuff. Who poses the bigger problem for you tomorrow night, uh, Young Saar or a Bryce Cotton who's found his mojo? Uh, man, Saar is a great talent. I mean, obviously, he'll be probably a top five pick in the next draft, but guarding Bryce, obviously, is, uh, as you know, in this league, it's been something that people really haven't had much success doing for multiple years. So, I mean, you've got to basically limit him to the shots that he doesn't want to take. Um, you know a guy like that, that he's going to get the ball, he's going to shoot the ball a lot, he's going to score. So you got to figure out how to make him shoot tough shots and uh, just limit his looks. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough game overall. They have a pretty, pretty good and pretty deep team, so just got to be ready for everybody. Shannon, we hope to see you back on court tomorrow night. Uh, get He'll through, be there. Get, He'll through, be there. get through today. Exactly. <laughs> He'll be there. It sounds like he's talking <laughs> like he is. Mate, thank you for the chat and uh, keep enjoying uh, our great city and soaking up the uh, hospitality we have on offer as well. Shannon Scott, Brisbane Bullets point guard. They take on the Perth Wildcats tomorrow. Uh, six wins for the Wildcats, five wins for the Bullets. So uh, it'll be uh, an clutch game mm. to make sure that they can uh, – they could even leap them on the ladder when it comes to uh, it comes to the, the differential as well. And, of course, you can hear all the action, Corey, right here on SENQ 693AM and the SEN app, Drury Forbes and the Hoff uh, calling – all the action from the Armoury Nissan Arena tomorrow. And, of course, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL Live on ESPN. Ben Davis and Corey Parker with you uh, this morning, filling in for Patton Heels Home. What a day for them to miss out, Cosa. We are coming to you live from Maccas at Newmarket. Inaugural Road, come on down. We've just found out from one of our listeners, Paul, that it's been here since 1976. Mm. And we have got the man who is responsible for it right now. I think he built every brick hand by hand here in 1976. <laughs> Adam Dando is the franchise owner of Newmarket McDonald's, but more importantly, former chairman of Ronald uh, McDonald House. Adam, a very good morning. Thank you for having us at your place for breakfast. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Thanks for coming. 1976. It wasn't this one. No, it wasn't this one. No, I, I, I wasn't around in 1976. I was alive, but not working here. <laughs> it was... Um, there used to be a store in the other corner. This okay. site was actually a pizza hut. Oh, really? And uh, I did start working in the old store in 1984. So I was a crew person really? in 84. Yeah. Worked my way up through the ranks of McDonald's. And uh, I, think I, bought, I bought this store um, about eight years ago. So That's a great story. Starting, mm. starting Started out. as a fry person. Yeah. Flipping burgers. Really? Yeah. Then um, surprised I got the job, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what was the prerequisite you needed? Oh, for in that? those days you Hands. did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in those days you did uh, what they call an OJE, so you had to come in and work for a couple of hours. And I still remember it was Wednesday the seventh uh, of November. Yeah. And I did seven thirty to nine thirty, and go. I was on what they call dressing in those days, making cheeseburger. I put more Mac sauce on cheeseburgers and ketchup on Big Macs than I reckon anyone's done ever before, and. I thought, oh, I'm no good here. <laughs> it's just putting sauce on a burger, yeah, correct, right? right? But it was it was mayhem. It was confusing. It was challenging. And uh, anyway, I got the job. And here we are. Thirty-five years later, yeah, I'm still here. Years later. Yeah. Make happy day tomorrow. Obviously, is you know you have been well entrenched, particularly with um, you know the chairman of Ron McDonald House, who we've all been through and and a part of. Just give us a little insight because you've probably seen. Uh, a lot deeper than, than, than most. What 
Ronald McDonald House and what McHappy Day can do for people? Oh, good question, Corey. Thanks. The uh, the house. If you, if you ever go to the house, mm. you you genuinely understand the impact that um, McHappy Day has mm. on the the thousands and thousands of families across the country who visit the house. You know, these these families find themselves in a position of um, that's not good. Uh, it, it's stressful, and more often than not, you know, they're remote families, and they haven't come. They're not from Brisbane, mm. so they've come from a long way away. Half of them have never, if not all of them, have never been to Brisbane. Mm. Um, they don't know anyone in Brisbane, and they they're at the house where they're greeted, made to feel at home. It's a home away from home, um, and they're they're welcome to stay as long as they need to to help them get through whatever situation, whether it's um, you know, whether it's cancer, it's an accident. You know, you're thinking. We often think it's cancer-related that the, mm. the kids stay there, but you know, you are as an ex, ex superstar in the in the rugby league. Imagine imagine playing rugby league and you you get injured, mm. and you, you have, you've ruptured a spleen or something. Mm. And you rush straight to hospital for emergency procedure, and you could be playing that game anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, there's kids that have fallen off swings, that have that have hurt themselves that need to stay in the house. So. It's pretty. It's it's when you visit the house, it's important. And McHappy Day is our biggest fundraiser mm. across the country. Mm. Um, yeah, we're looking to raise five million plus across the country. Um, and and our customers come out and support, which we truly appreciate. Adam, it, it, the, there, there is obviously a cost to running this, and, it, and it's a and it's a big cost to, to helping out families when they're in need. Uh, well, yeah, the 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 house, yeah, yeah. the. the Oh, it's been been a while, Ben, but I think roughly it's around about 130, 150 bucks a night is what it costs, mm. and the families don't pay pay anything. Mm. So there's there's no expectations on the families to contribute at all. So that's what we fundraise for. Um, we uh, we fundraise to keep the house operational, uh, so that the families can stay there. You know, we we oh no, throw you in it a bit, Ben. You've been, you've helped me out. I, I don't know if you actually know this. We, you've helped me out over many years um, running an event called the Red Boot Hoot. You were it's the, one of the big events on the calendar, isn't ma- it? Master right? MC. And I think together we did it for nine years, thereabouts. Yeah. And um, three million bucks you helped raise. Boy, three over, million. Yeah, three million dollars wow. over the nine years to um, to keep the house. Well, actually, it was to build the house at the start. It was, That's it's right. Because we moved house. from Hurston to, to South Bank now. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah, brand, yeah. Brand, 80, yeah. 80, 80 plus rooms at mm. South Bank, and it's um, full. Too, All, it? It's always full. Correct. Uh, it's sad, unfortunately, it's mm. always full. Um, we, we every time we fit out another level, we um, fill it up. So I think there's one more level to go, and uh, we should get there soon. Uh, Adam Dando, our guest this morning. In fact, we are his guests here at Newmarket McDonald's. He is the franchise owner, but uh, as part of the McDonald's franchise, McHappy Day, as you said, Adam, a a big part of, in fact, the biggest part of fundraising for Ronald McDonald House, and that's why we are here today, and it's why I encourage you all to be buying a Big Mac tomorrow. Um, Those numbers, three million, I mean, it it is an extraordinary amount of money and generosity from those uh, in the room over those nights, Uh, but it's the generosity of Australians that keep Ronald McDonald House going because as much as three million goes a long way, no. it just keeps ticking over and ticking over, yeah. and it's always a need for it. Yeah, it doesn't last long, and again, that's why we have McHappy Day. You know, you can you don't you can come down and buy a Big Mac, two mm. bucks for every Big Mac. We um, we donate to Ronald McDonald House, and it doesn't um, matter which McDonald's you go to. No, you, know, you oh, could no. go to any McDonald's, the closest one to you. Just make sure you get in there down there tomorrow and just purchase something, whether it's socks, water, uh, Big Mac, because all proceeds will go to that great cause that we're talking about. Yeah, well, that's right. Ten cents from every bottle of water goes to yeah. uh, Ronald McDonald House. The the, the, the silly socks. Um, mm. uh, 
When did this become a thing? My, my kids are in, are in... Silly socks. No, 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 not silly. But they just love socks. Yeah. They just... Uh, they, it's, a, it's a thing, isn't it? It's almost a fashion yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah. They'll just wear socks around the house. Go, are you cold? <laughs> and, and they've all got patterns and stuff. So you, you've tapped into that, which yeah, is brilliant. Yeah. Six bucks for a pair of silly socks. You've got Grimace and the Hamburglar. I've got the Hamburglar ones on. I think, Corey, you've got yeah, a pair too. Yeah, i just got a pair. A little bit, a little bit of Collingwood light for my life. Yeah, in the black yeah. and white stripe, Adam. Can yeah. you do something about I'll that? I'll try. Yeah. Next time. Right. But you can also just make a donation too. Yes, of you course. Yeah, just yeah. The, there's, there's folk, there'll be folks down here at Newmarket from Jeeps Rugby and uh, Newmarket Soccer and Ace Soccer that are shaking the tin to um, make a donation. So... Come down and come down. I know you can go to any Maccas, but come and visit us mm. at Newmarket. We'd love to see you. Mm, Corey's spent a bit of time here too. Probably when you weren't on shift, though, I would have thought. What time do you reckon you rolled through that drive? It was early. Yeah. Very early. Yeah. 20 past or 22? Yeah, 22. 22. Yeah. Oh, so it was late. Well, producer Jack's also done, uh, he's done a little bit of time here himself after a <laughs> long night. So much so that I think he might have got, I think we've got some CC um, footage. Mm. He may have got stuck in the slide. Yeah, Adam, mm. Adam has been Done his back, got stuck producer. in the slide. I have mm. seen it. Yeah. It's not pretty. No. 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 <laughs> Stuck in the slide. Um, I don't know how old he was at the time, but I reckon there would have been an age limit to being in the uh, the, 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 the playpen. The, um, he he the certainly... Playpen. <laughs> the playpen. He exceeded What's it. What we call He certainly exceeded the minimum age, uh, the maximum age. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And weight going down the slide. But anyway, that's another, that's another point. <laughs> I bet you have seen some things, Jeremy, here, Adam. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, yep. That'd be a good conversation for off air. What yeah. have, what's the best thing you have seen come through the doors here at Newmarket Maccas? <laughs> off air. And, 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 and here's Jack going, break, break, yeah, quick, break, break. break. <laughs> Adam, thank you. All no the best worries. for Happy Day. Thank you for having us uh, this morning as well. And yeah, and make sure you do dig deep. We'll be, we'll be actually chatting to a family coser yeah. before the end of the show, uh, someone who has used Ronald McDonald House, sadly. But fortunately, mm. in the same breath. Um, uh, so we uh, cannot wait to uh, have a chat to her. Adam, thank you. Uh, hope welcome. it goes Thanks, well for mate. tomorrow. McHappy Day. Uh, SENQ, your home of sport here in Queensland. And Ronald McDonald House, $2 for every Big Mac style will go towards a Ronald McDonald House Charities. On the line now, Corey, we have a man who is iconic in Queensland sport. I know. Royalty. Royalty. There you mm. go. And, and, and someone you said, hey. If I'm on the show today, we've got to get this bloke on because next weekend he's creating a milestone yep. of his own. I speak of none other than the great Dick Johnson, DJR Racing, bringing up their 500th championship start or round start. Dickie, very good morning to you. Before we go any further, Heels was out your way for a test day, uh, a lap, a hot lap around Willow Bank, and he hasn't been the same since. What have you done to him? <laughs> oh, mate, we didn't need a seatbelt, mate. We just put a table on the seat, sat him over it, mate, and I tell you what, everything puckered that much that he, he, he was better off than having a seatbelt. <laughs> Uh, morning, Dick. Thanks for your time, mate. Next hey, weekend. Thanks for that image. Yeah. Too, just quietly. <laughs> I'm just caught on the puckering bit. Uh, next weekend at Adelaide, obviously the last round uh, for this season. But it, it's a it's a pretty special milestone for yourself and also for the team. Uh, what does it mean to have 500 race? Well, look, you know, when you've been around as long as we have, um, I suppose uh, you end up with something on the board as far as a, a milestone. But uh, yeah, we've been going since 1981. Uh, as, as DJR, and uh, that's every single championship event since then. So there's an awful lot of weekends there, mate, I can tell you. Awful lot of weekends, time, sweat, tears. Like you've been asked this question, I've got no doubt, time and time again. Have you got a special moment that really sort of sticks out? Oh, look, I think there's several special moments that you get, you know, through your whole career, but... I think the most defining one was uh, obviously after what happened in 1980 with the rock thing and then 
coming out at uh, the last round of the championship in 1980 uh, at Lakeside, one of my, the most favourite track of mine in the whole country, and uh, and having a race-long duel with Brocky to uh, to win our first championship. That was pretty special. Dick, it's such a different operation these days as to what it was in 1981, obviously <laughs> off the back of what happened to Bathurst in 1980. The country rallied around. They 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 helped you get back on your feet after, after the rock incident, the car destroyed. Um, do, do you sort of stop... And, and think and have a look going, Jesus this is a very different operation to what we had back in back in the 80s. And, and the amount of people you have as part of a team, uh, even the setup in the garages, the cars. Well, it's totally different, all right. Like, gee, the first Bathurst that we went to as, a, as DJR, I think we had about five people. And, and uh, the last Bathurst, um, a number of weeks ago, that we, we had 52 people there. So... Things have changed an awful lot and and the cost of it. And, you know, everything goes forward. I think every sport, doesn't matter what it is, has sort of evolved over over that, what, 40-odd years. So, boy, oh, boy, it's a, it's a long time and, uh, and a, a lot of good and bad memories. Just looking at this year, Dick, obviously not where the team would like to be, uh, you know, in that one uh, couple uh, positions. But, I mean... What's been the biggest challenge? There's been obviously a, a, a huge disparity at different stages between tyres and aero and all the like. What's been the big, biggest challenge for your team this year? Well, the biggest challenge, I think, for us was uh, we, we were the ones that did the prototype vehicle and things like that, and, and not only the prototype vehicle, but all the testing of it, etc., etc., which had a... Uh, it really had an awful lot of strain on our team as far as uh, people go and things like that. But, yep. you know, we fought through all that, and now that... Uh, they're finally putting the two cars on planes this week and they're going over to the US into the wind tunnel, etc. And, and on what they call an ABL dyno, the engines, to make sure everything is going to be uh, up to scratch for the start of the season next year. Should that have happened at the start, Dick? Oh, I don't know whether I want to get into that, mate. I might say something that I should. <laughs> I, th- I think you do want to get into it, but yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dick, one, one question oh, just... I, I do, I do got to ask, and, and, you know, through your racing career and, and you know, th- there was some huge rivalries between, you know, individuals and teams and, and the like. Um, this, fr- from my point of view, and I'm an avid fan, and I, I go back to Bathurst with, you know, 30-odd laps to go, SVG had it all sewn up, but there was an opportunity. Why don't pl- teams or align teams, just maybe manipulate a few things. It's just so happen if you're running 20th in the, in, in the race and you just park it in the sand to bank the field up to really make things a little bit spicy. <laughs> oh, Why dude, does that not happen? <laughs> Are you into horse racing or something, mate? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's a bit, a bit of sportsmanship. Oh, no. well, oh, oh, yeah. You could just go wide and park the <laughs> Park it in the sand and bank the field up, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be nice at times, but uh, you know you, you've got to sort of rely on luck every now and then. But uh, mm. I'm sure it has happened in uh, at some stage of the game, but certainly not by us. <laughs> <laughs> you got Kostecki, you know, who's looking down the barrel of his first championship. Obviously, SVG is still within striking distance. Do you see Kostecki getting the job done you know, in Adelaide? Obviously, you want your two drivers and De Pasquale and also Davison to get up there and probably unsettle them, but what, how do you see that unfolding? 
Well, it's, it's going to be a very interesting event, to be quite honest, because, uh, you know, Brody would be a very deserved uh, champion, to be quite honest. He's a very talented guy, and and they've done a magnificent job this year in, in uh, Betty's team, and I think it's, it's one of those situations that... Uh, when it all comes down to the, the last event, we've had a number of them over the, the, the course of uh, 50 championship events. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, I think it's going to be a great event. And uh, I wish both of them luck, but you know, SVG is going to the US after this, so uh, we won't see him around again. But uh, Brody, I'm sure, will be here for some time. Well, last year, we, last year we saw the gloves are off, particularly in the pits. There was some carnage. There was, you know, is, is, is that the feeling going into this one? Obviously, there's no more racing. You've got plenty of time off. All teams have got downtime. Do they just you know, go for it? Well, they'll go for it because it's you know the nature of the beast, mate, and it's the nature of this particular racetrack. It's, uh, it's not that forgiving, but it's, it's a good racetrack that promotes really good racing and a lot of opportunities for, uh, if, for the brave who want to sort of uh, take a couple of risks every now and then, it can be very rewarding. So I'm looking forward to having a great weekend. Yeah, Dickie, and so are we, mate. Looking forward to watching it. Your 500th round starters, DJR Racing. Corey, as we say goodbye to Dickie, what about these numbers? Uh, 1,030 races to date. Tied with Triple Eight Racing, this is DJR, for the number of championships mm. with 10 each. Three uh, for drivers' championships, I should say. Three teams' championships, four Bathurst, 148 race wins, 314 podiums. And right now, fourth in the teams' event this year, that's the highest placing for a Ford team. Only Chaz and Cam Waters are ahead of Anton and Will in eighth and eleventh. So uh, as far as Ford's going, Dickie is flying the flag. Dick, thank you very much for your, uh, for your contribution this morning and contribution to Australian sport over the last four-plus decades. Dick Johnson, he, you love yeah. that, Corey. Oh, I love it. Oh, I know. You're just, you're just lapping it all up, the smile on your face right now. Uh, speaking of very fresh, uh, we hope he is too. Um, we, we know he's been uh, under the weather over the, uh, over the last week, and Corey, that's why you've jumped in and filled in admirably. I am speaking of the, well, the name of this program, or one half of it anyway. Some say the better half. I mm. wouldn't go down mm. that path, but some may say it. Um, Ian Healy, Heels, very good Good morning to you. Uh, is it a good morning? How are you feeling, mate? G'day, Benny. Uh, yeah, a bit better this morning, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, not, I, I just tested recently because it's COVID and I thought I'd be right today, but no, it's still positive. So back into isolation and uh, so don't the- have to talk to Helen uh, for another day. <laughs> so the spicy cough has got you here so much so that you've had to cancel the wedding of all weddings. Yeah, I would have been over there today. We would have had a good night last night. I believe there's a bit of wine tasting at Gilly's house. And uh, and then today was the wedding of James Brayshaw. So, yeah, it was going to be pretty good, but couldn't, you know, couldn't have got there, that's for sure. How are you both um, going, mate? Great, great work here, man. And thanks, Corey, for your work this week. No worries, mate. Any time. As I said, I, I likened it to someone like Harry Grant coming off the bench for Queensland. <laughs> and, and that doesn't, was, doesn't that have was many self-proclaimed. Raps on doesn't have many wraps on himself, <laughs> heels, which, which is good. So we're, we're, we're continuing to fly. Um, I'll tell you what, if you do want some brekkie, come down to uh, Macca's here at Newmarket, because not only is the, uh, the the fries or everything working beautifully, the food is uh, fantastic as well, but the aircon is next level. We we know it's 30 <laughs> degrees outside. It feels like 33 already mm. at 8 
8.30 this morning. But inside here, I reckon mm. it's a very balmy 15 to 14 degrees. It's a bit chilly. But Heels, the reason we have got you on, it's not only to find out how you're doing, but um, being in isolation, we know that you just get set up with a, a TV and a radio and you can just watch whatever you want. Watching the cricket last night must have made you feel pretty good. Oh, it was outstanding. Um, I did. I had a bit of a dilemma. I, you know, dozing in and out of it all night with it on. Mm. I thought it must have been my dream. I thought I'd heard Australia won, and then <laughs> when I woke up, I, like they needed twenty to win. So I thought, oh, they're playing the end of the game again. That's good. And I was watching really relaxed. And then I and then I looked at my phone just to check what the score was, how they did win, and I found out it was live. So then I started to get nervous. <laughs> but um, gee, I liked how we bowled. Like it was incredible bowling, and that. That's what's got to happen on Sunday night. You, it was just perfect length. Quite often, uh, cricket says top of off, right? So the ball mm. pitches where it would carry through and hit the top of off, right? Well, last night, it was a bit higher than that. Like, it was higher than the top of off. Now, uh, it looks like that might be the length that you need to bowl against India because it's impossible to drive, and it's really risky if you play across the line. So the normal top of off... Sunday night. So they did that unbelievably well. And then our batting didn't quite work. So we've still got more up our sleeve. And, you know, there's is there one more click for the Australians to get it together and beat the unbeatable India? Well, Hills, that's what Corey and I have been discussing this morning. And look, some will look at Marsh and Maxwell out, out for one and out for a, a duck, uh, which uh, you know some may concentrate on. But that's the thing with this team. They, they haven't all clicked at this time. One, do they need to all click to make sure they beat India? But, but also, when others haven't, uh, you know, Zampa, he, he, was, he was taken to with a, with a stick, no wickets, but the fast bowlers stood up this time. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're certainly spreading it around very, very well and getting the job mm. done. That's number one priority. You know, Travis Head was probably a bit wasteful and he admitted that. Um, and when, when you get to 60 on a wicket that's going to be a low-scoring wicket, you, you grind it out a little bit. Don't do too much too, too risky. So there's a lot of things that all in want to improve on. If more of us play closer to our potential than them, you win. But we've somehow got to get three top-order wickets again against India. Um, and, gee, it was stifling bowling yesterday. It was really, really good. And if India want to come at that... Uh, let... Oh, Heels, you there? Hello? Yeah, I, Hello. I've still got you. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, we got, we got you. We got you. Yeah. We just... Uh, we, Sorry, we, boys, we just lost you there. moved on to the grill, have you? No. Yeah, yeah, we've gone out the back to flip some burgers, Heels. Hey, let's dare to dream for a moment. Let's just let's just go to Sunday night, and the Aussies are able to get the job done. Pat Cummins, where does he sit as a captain for Australia if he's able to get the job done in the World Cup final against India in India? Oh, uh, very highly, very highly, I would say, and um, because he he hasn't panicked. He hasn't uh, shown any distrust in any players who are going in and out of form, and he's very good around the team. So, and that instills a lot of confidence and a lot of love in the team. Um, and that's what I sense at the moment. Uh, they're all so keen to do their job. 
even even when it's not getting done. You know, like Zampa yesterday would have still been encouraging others. He still would have been working. I don't know whether his back his back might have flared up. Who knows? But but he'll be that keen to get it right on Sunday. Uh, and yeah, he's he's developed a, a fantastic team atmosphere, Pat Cummins. And and now he's batting. It's even rubbed off on his batting too. I thought he was very confident in defence when he came out the bat. Uh, when they needed 21 with three three wickets in hand, and it was looking pretty scary. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I just think he's a, a lovely all-rounder now. Well, all right, Heels. Well, listen, you uh, hopefully have a good all-round weekend, mate. And uh, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, you might be back on deck on Monday. But uh, you just keep isolating and, and keep looking after yourself. Coming to you live from McDonald's at Newmarket ahead of McHappy Day, which is tomorrow, $2 for every Big Mac. Goes straight to Ronald McDonald House Charity. And, Corey, right now mm. we have got someone on the line who knows too well about Ronald McDonald House and their experience. Um, it's a very very good morning to Ashley Williams, all the way from Bundy. Ash, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're okay, but can you step us through your experience with Ronald McDonald House and when it all started? Uh, well, our journey with Ronald McDonald House started about seven years ago um, with my eldest son, who has um, multiple disabilities. Uh, he, we had to head down there um, for a, a range of different types of outpatient of appointments as the Queensland Children's Hospital is our most closest to our area major hospital. Um, and then from there, I had two other children that also had um, some severe disability that have also been on the same journey, um, which has meant that I've pretty much been um, using Ronald McDonald House as my home away from home for the last seven years. And um, we would frequent there probably about 10 times a year at this point. Um, wow. I get, I just got home actually from a, a week's day last week and I'm home for a week, but then I'm back there for three weeks leading up to Christmas. In, incredible to think that, you know, the, the time that you've spent at the Ronald McDonald House. Oh, I'm a father of four and I've been through the Ronald McDonald House. I've been part of some of the charitable experiences and I get emotional every time. How have they yeah, been able to help and prop you up with, with what you've been able to do? Yeah, I mean, I've been there for some really, you know, important milestones in our lives. Mother's Day, first Mother's mm. Day, Father's Day. Um, I've actually spent a Christmas at Ronald McDonald House. Um, and, you know, those at those times that the charity goes above and beyond to provide an experience for us by having volunteers come in to do food, they'll organise little presents that get delivered to your room, um, you know, we have had experiences where we've met some of, uh, you know, our local football stars. Um, you know, my children got to meet some of their idols and all of that's been organised through the RMCH um, and have, you know, been helped a little bit in our journey just to brighten our day. Ashley, can, can I ask you, what would you do if something like Ronald McDonald House didn't exist? I'm, I'm actually not sure. Like, I, I, It's a situation where we are, are one income family due to obviously the high needs of our children. Uh, mm. So for us to have to pay for accommodation for, I, I mean, last year I only spent three months of the year in my hometown and the rest of the wow. time I was in Brisbane. 
uh, you know, we couldn't afford to do that. I don't think anyone could live in a hotel for nine months out of 12 uh, mm. with, a, with a family of five uh, and our little assistance dog um, that's also always welcomed at the house. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't be able to go to these appointments and get the quality care that we are able to receive for these boys down in Brisbane. Oh, they do such a great job, don't they, Ash? And and obviously, as as a mum, uh, you do too, as well as your kids. How, how are they going? How, how are the? How, it was three boys, wasn't it? Yeah, three boys. They're good. Um, they have some, you know, challenges. They um, have a lot of medical issues, but they uh, take life, you know, on head first and um, are very resilient and full of grit. My boys, so they're doing well. Yeah, oh, good stuff. So good to hear. And, and Ash, we, we're so glad that um, you could share your experiences with us, that we could share them with everyone listening about Ronald McDonald House and what they do. Because for us here in Brisbane, we, we don't need Ronald McDonald House. We have our homes to go to if our kids, mm. heaven forbid, are crook. But it's for everyone outside of the southeast, outside of the, the, the city, that uh, it comes into play. And thank you for sharing your story. And we wish you all the best uh, for you and the boys and the family going forward. No worries. And um, I hope that everyone gets out today and supports and buys their Big Mac, because I know I will be. Um, and yep. if they can't, I hope they grab some socks or, you know, donate, because without the support of our community, then, you know, this, this facility wouldn't be available to us. Absolutely. Yeah, well said, Ash. Well said. Uh, Ashley Williams joining us from, from Bundaberg. Just a snapshot there of what Ronald McDonald House does. Um, we know the boxes are there when you go through the drive-through. Mm. You drop the change in there. $2 for every Big Mac uh, sold on McHappy Day. Tomorrow, that is the 18th Saturday, uh, we'll go to Ronald McDonald House charities. Uh, not, not just uh, where we are at McDonald's at Newmarket, but every McDonald's uh, around the country. And you know what? Don't buy a Big Mac. Buy two, mm. buy three, just to make sure that you can uh, dig deep and give it to those uh, in need.